Hello and welcome to another episode of the It's a Crime O'Clock Somewhere podcast. This is episode 9. For my research in this case, I watched an episode of Snapped titled Pamela Phillips. It's season 14, episode 10. I also used Wikipedia, CBS News, and Huffington Post. As always, I will link my sources in the show notes. was living the high life in Aspen, Colorado. She went to fancy restaurants, became a socialite. Her ex-husband, Gary Triano, on the other hand, was a Tucson real estate tycoon struggling to recover from a string of bad deals. He was in kind of a downswing. And on November 1st, 1996, Gary's losing streak went from bad to worse. Gary Triano was born on November 6th, 1943. He was a millionaire real estate developer and also had a passion for golfing. In 1986, Gary met his second wife, Pamela Phillips. He immediately left his first wife, Mary, and married Pamela a few weeks later. Pamela was a former model turned real estate agent. Pamela had a thing for rich men and was drawn to Gary, probably more for money than looks. But they also had two children together and seemed happy for a while. Gary and Pamela were socialites and very popular people. They also took extravagant vacations in Gary's private plane. Gary started off very successful in his business ventures, but soon he lost quite a few business deals. Soon, the couple were constantly fighting about money. Pamela was fed up, and she wanted out of their marriage. She filed for a divorce and custody of their kids in 1993. She and her kids moved to Aspen, Colorado soon after. Gary and Pamela went to court for the custody battle, and Pamela said her kids needed a stable home life, and she was awarded full custody. Gary could only see them on weekends and holidays. Gary was depressed and started drinking. However, he had one thing that made him happy, and that was golf. Every Friday, he'd go to the La Paloma Country Club and golf, either by himself or with friends. This is also where his life would end. On November 1st, 1996, only five days before his 53rd birthday, Gary walked to his car after golfing. Gary's friends saw him get into his car only to see it explode a few seconds later. Gary's car had exploded from a remote-controlled pipe bomb. It was put into his car in a duffel bag, and Gary must have been leaning over to see what the bag was when it went off. Several parts of Gary's car were found on the roadway. His windshield ended up in a pool, and another man was injured from shattered glass. Gary was pronounced dead immediately. He had injuries to his face, thighs, and his hand was blown off. It would take almost 18 years for his killer to be brought to justice. At first, the police had to look into Gary's life. They realized he owed a lot of money, $40 million to be exact, and might have had connections to the mob. The police even asked Pamela, his ex-wife, about his life, and she told them that it was probably a hit from the mob. Then another suspect came up, a man named Neil McNeese, which wasn't mentioned in the Snap episode. McNeese was described as being a, quote, psychotic guy when he was on drugs, end quote. Gary owed McNeese money, but the case soon led the police in another direction. Pamela was living the life in Aspen. She had started her career again in the real estate world, and she was constantly going out with her new rich friends. However, Pamela was secretly struggling and blowing through her money. She was even the trustee of Gary's two million life insurance policy. It went to her because their oldest child was only nine when Gary died. She also had a new business partner, a man named Ron Young. He was her neighbor, but in this snapped episode, it said their relationship turned romantic. 
According to CBSNews.com, Pamela said when she was asked about her relationship with Ron, said it was, quote, it was strictly business, pretty much business plans. He helped pretty much on everything, end quote. However, in 1996, Pamela said Ron was using her credit cards without her knowledge. When the police went to Aspen to arrest Ron, he had fled in a stolen van. He had also been scamming other women, saying he was a wealthy businessman and taking their money. When the police went to search Ron's house, they found the jackpot. He had kept an extensive record of emails and phone conversations with Pamela. They never came out and said they had a plan to kill Gary until Pamela said she couldn't pay him anymore. He said he, she'd be arrested for murder. Nailed what I had. But what was the money for? As far as the cops were concerned, it was no mystery. I'm not able to send you any more money. I can't. I just can't. And when Ron called her back, he had slipped up in anger, finally revealing just what would happen if Pamela didn't pay. Are you going to be in prison for murder? The police needed to find Ron, but he had disappeared. On November 19, 2005, over nine years after Gary was murdered, the police ran an episode of America's Most Wanted with information about the murder and about Ron and Pamela. Two days later, Ron was arrested in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He was brought back to Aspen, Colorado after being in jail for 10 months for, uh, for weapon possession. He was charged in 2008 for the murder of Gary. The police realized that after the America's Most Wanted episode, Pamela fled too. She fled all the way to Switzerland and then to Austria. She was finally arrested on December 3, 2009 in Vienna, Austria. They decided that they could bring Pamela back to Aspen, Colorado if they took the death penalty off the table. In 2010, Ron said trial for Gary's murder. The records, emails, and phone recordings showed that Pamela had paid Ron to kill Gary. There was also evidence that Ron had been in Tucson for weeks before the murder. He followed Gary for a few days before he finally killed him. Ron Young was found guilty of first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit first-degree murder. He was sentenced to two life terms. On February 19, 2014, Aspen socialite Pamela Phillips finally stood trial for her ex-husband's murder. It had been five years since her arrest in Europe, six years since she'd fled the country, and almost 18 years since Gary Triano had been killed outside a Tucson country club. But the crime was far from forgotten. The prosecution's theory at Pamela's trial was that she killed Gary for his money. Pamela apparently looked into the camera many times and shook her head. Her friend Laura was the star witness. Laura said that Pamela had talked about hiring someone to kill Gary, she just didn't think she'd actually do it. Ron's tapes were also played talking about her sitting in a prison. The defense was that Pamela could not have committed the murder and that Gary was killed by someone that he owed money to. Pamela was found guilty of first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit first-degree murder. She looked stunned as the verdict was read. She was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. this look like I don't believe this and in fact she shook her head like no she couldn't believe that this had happened that she was convicted for Gary's family and friends their almost 20 year wait for justice was finally over according to CBS News Gary's family has since sued both Ron and Pamela for the wrongful death of Gary they were awarded 10 million dollars but didn't receive the full amount 
All in all, I think it's safe to say that this case was all about greed. Pamela despised her ex-husband that much that she had him killed. If it weren't for the recordings, I don't think she would have been convicted. It seemed like that was the only evidence against her, and it was strong. I hope they think about what they did and the life that they took while they're rotting in prison. I am going to now play a clip of Pamela talking to 48 Hours. The time you met Gary, how much were you worth? I had been working since I was like 15, uh, and I was worth uh, probably like, I think a million eight, two million in there. Um, it made totally on my own. Um, I just sold a, a $15 million property, a, a big real estate property. Um, nice commission. Big commission, yeah. And I uh, um, was, uh, you know, very active in the community and uh, doing really well. I mean, I've done all kinds of things. I graduated from the U of A. Um, University of Arizona. Yeah, University of Arizona Business and um, used to import cars when I was going to college and uh, work through college. I put myself through college. So you, you, you weren't a trophy wife. No. <laughs> you were a successful businesswoman. I was... Uh, I was a successful businesswoman. Give me a sense of, uh, back in the good times, the social life that you guys led. Yeah, we met all kinds of interesting people. Um, and he is a, he's a character, you know, Gary. He was a lot of fun. You know, we took, uh, we took trips to Europe quite a bit. Um, um, a lot of boat trips, met a lot of interesting people. Um, Tell me about Donald and Marla Trump. <laughs> Marla, I love. Marla is like an angel. She is absolutely an angel. Um, she's uh, just a, she sent me a book actually just the other day. You know? And uh, she's a, a very spiritual, um, fabulous uh, girl, wonderful mother. And um, she was a wonderful wife. And Donald, I adore as well. Donald is uh, like, uh, I understand Donald, and he is one of the funniest people to be around. You can imagine. Um, I spent a lot of time, or we, I spent myself a lot of time um, around them. What did you guys do with Donald and Marla? Um, well, we went to, uh, oh, we go out to dinner. We, uh, let's see, I think we had some ski trips. I'm trying to think uh, all the things that we did. Uh, uh, they have a wonderful place in, uh, in Florida, Mar-a-Lago. You went there to visit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, at one point, even before I was going to move to Aspen, I was thinking about should I go? Uh, Donald was saying, you know, maybe you should come here and do memberships, um, sell memberships because they were turning it into a country club. Um, I ended up uh, moving to Aspen instead. Okay, so that was just a closing interview of Pamela talking about her lifestyle before she is sitting in prison. My book recommendation for this week is Silent Night by Nell Pattison. Summary. A school for the deaf takes an overnight trip to the snowy woods. Five teenagers go to sleep, but only four wake up. Leon is missing, and a teacher's body is found in the forest. Sign language interpreter Paige Northwood is brought in to help the, with the interrogations. Everyone at the school has a motive for murder, but they all have an alibi. As Paige becomes increasingly involved, she suspects there's something sinister going on. With the clock ticking to find Leon, only one thing is certain. The killer is among them and ready to strike again. Review. I liked this book because it was different than any other thriller I've read. 
It was a whodunit right from the start, but it also had a unique twist because the suspects are from the deaf community. I was constantly guessing, as I usually do when I read a thriller, and I was surprised with the ending. So as always, please subscribe to my blog. Follow me on Instagram at It's Crime O'Clock Somewhere Blog Pod. I love to know your thoughts on this case and the other episodes. So please leave me a five-star review. I'd love to keep making this podcast for you all as well as something I do I enjoy doing for myself. I'll see you again next week. And remember, it's Crime O'Clock Somewhere.